This is Sirius FM on 105.7 Broadcasting in the East Rand This is Sirius FM uh, Keeping your company Alhamdulillah Beautiful uh, Juma 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 Morning And Alhamdulillah There he is Our very own uh, Mufti Ibrahim Smith uh, From uh, Cape Town He's joined us And uh, quick fire Q&A with him Mufti Ibrahim Smith Assalamu alaikum Wa rahmatullahi Wa barakatuh Hey hey You're getting your earphones ready You're getting your mic ready I can hear you Yeah I can hear you yeah, you're getting professional, Mufti Ibrahim. <laughs> Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. Shafat and uh, all our listeners out there. Yes, uh, during the current crisis, we have to get all our things ready. You know, we don't know when the uh, load shedding will kick in. Also, nowadays, they don't even send any messages. So we have to be on standby, Shafat. Yeah, you know that on standby because you don't know who's who. And which network is going to do this, and that one will do that, and there's each one is in a uh, different mode and different uh, things. Uh, but it's sad indeed, Mufti Sahab. Your questions are coming through, and this one says, "Assalamu alaikum." Any Islamic perspective regarding Heritage Day, Mufti Sahab? Shavat, uh, that uh, we are living in a a minority. You no, know, we are actually a minority, and we are living in uh, this country. So. Uh, Heritage Day, if you can remember correctly, used to be known as King Shaka's Day. And from there it became Heritage Day. And now it is generally known as a National Bride Day. So the name has been changing continuously. That as Muslims, we have our own heritage to be proud of. You know, uh, we as Muslims should ask ourselves, what have we contributed to the Islamic growth of this country? What have we done to benefit uh, other peoples? And uh, what have we done also to uh, save our own uh, true Islamic identity. Those are more pertinent questions that one should ask instead uh, of uh, engaging in uh, these uh, public holidays that has been given these specific names like Heritage Day and all these other days, etc. You know, they, that is not for us. We have our own Muslim identity. We have our own Eids that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us as days of celebration, G. Yeah, some brothers say, hey, but Mufti, I got so much of Qurbani meat, man. Let me have a pride. <laughs> yeah, okay, you can have it, people. Uh, Mufti, after Farza Namaz, is it permissible for the Imam to face his back directly to the Kaaba from a Salim, Mufti Sahib? Uh, Shafat, you know that uh, sometimes depending on the position which the imam is situated, also where the masjid is uh, situated, you know. So the sunnah for the imam is that after salah uh, is to turn around and face the people. So that is uh, the teachings of Rasulullah wasallam. So he has to face the people, you know, when he reads his certain adhkar, dhikr, uh, du'as, etc. That is the actual sunnah. So when a person does that, then naturally he will uh, face uh, the people and his back will be facing to the qibla. So doing that, there's nothing wrong with the imam uh, in doing that because that is what is taught in the uh, books of hadith as well. Assalamu alaikum mufti sahab. After burial, when the imam makes the du'a, should we face him... Uh, uh, or the grave uh, away or to the Qibla, uh, Mufti Saab? Qibla is the direction, uh, Shafat, uh, where we have been commanded to perform our Salah. And then uh, the Qibla for Du'as is, of course, the Sama. We shouldn't forget that, you know. So Qibla in Salah, uh, that is the Kaaba. In Qibla for Sama, that is the Du'a. So whether you face the, Ka- uh, the Kaaba, whether you face the Imam, or whether you face the grave directly, all of those will be considered permissible. There will be no harm in that, you know. So uh, whichever way you find yourself in, whatever position, uh, no problem. As long as your du'a 
is uh, filled with ikhlas and sincerity and you hope and pray at that time that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepts your dua and of course uh, removes the punishment and uh, keep the companion of the grave safe also. Assalamu alaikum Mufti Saba. What is the ruling of using Listerine and alcohol-based mouthwash? Hey, fresh mouth, eh? Yes, so no problem. It is uh, something that contains uh, alcohol and uh, we cannot consume alcohol. So the problem with this is that uh, there might be droplets going down your throat without you. It's then for you to find a, uh, an alcohol-free alternative. And you get alcohol-free alternatives out there. Even Listerine produces and manufactures are something that is alcohol-free. So uh, if there's no other alternative and you've been recommended uh, by your dentist, you know, and uh, he says it is uh, uh, compulsory for you to use uh, for your medical uh, health benefits, etc., and then only you can use uh, such things. But we have uh, a choice to exercise uh, caution, then rather adopt caution and refrain from using this G. Uh, Mufti, can one invest in a stock market uh, to supplement his income? You can invest in a stock market, but you must remember that if you invest in the stock market, you have to be absolutely sure that the company that you invest in, they must have some sort of liquid assets. And uh, the commodities that they trade in should be uh, 100% uh, Sharia, 100% uh, permissible, 100% halal. It shouldn't be interest-based and uh, uh, or dealing in uh, or trading in pornography and all these other haram things. So you have to ascertain first and foremost. You have to do a background screening of the particular company uh, that you're going to invest in the stock market. And if you've done your homework completely, uh, then only uh, it will be permissible for you to invest in uh, the stock market. G. Uh, Mufti Saba, please uh, comment on the current load shedding crisis. Hey, Shavad, what can we uh, comment on that? You know, there's no end in sight despite empty promises. This has been going on since 2008, so it's 14 years already. Uh, the then president uh, stated that uh, we should not build any new uh, power stations, etc. And that was followed up by the minister. And uh, today we are suffering. They're still using the power stations uh, that the apartheid government has built. So no new infrastructure from the current government, you know. And it is affecting businesses. It is affecting hospitals. It is affecting even there, Becky Chaley said yesterday, it's affecting the police stations as well. Few officers got hurt in the dark. I think they might have fallen off their chairs while they were asleep instead of doing their job. So all these things are happening there and everyone is affected. Uh, that if people don't raise their voices, then nothing will be done also, G. I know, Mufti Saba, the police were getting electric shocks. <laughs> yeah, there's, no, yeah, the, there's no current coming through. So how can they get the shock? <laughs> no, they were. Uh, they had illegal connection from somewhere. Electric ears were giving them the electric shock. Anyway, we move on. Uh, it says, uh, my mother-in-law insists uh, clothing uh, should be removed uh, from the hanging lines uh, before Maghrib. Is uh, this correct, Mufti Saab? There's no basis for that in uh, in Islam uh, or, or in the Sharia where a person needs to remove the clothes from the washing line uh, before Maghrib. I think uh, uh, people were just being cautious uh, and many people will say this as well. You know, what we are commanded to do is to keep our children inside in Maghrib time and to close our windows and con- uh, close our containers in food pots, etc. So that is, the, I think it's extra caution. They might have said that remove the clothes from the washing line also. Although there's nothing wrong in Sharia, if you leave it to hang after Maghrib. Well, you heard that, eh? Hey, no, 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 no gin will go in the clothes, brother. No. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, Bufti, can one accept a gift uh, together with a loan, uh, um, uh, loan amount uh, being returned? 
Yes, so if someone pays you back and returns the loan money that he borrowed from you and he gives you a gift from his side without any coercion, without you having stipulated that beforehand, then it is permissible for you to accept that gift. You know, sometimes uh, people will bring you something nice. They'll give you flowers, chocolates, etc. Uh, as a token of kindness and a gest- good gesture also because you uh, facilitated them by giving them a loan. So that is from the kindness in the bottom of the arts. There's no problem with that. But if you have stipulated it, then it will be considered extra to what he already owes you, you know. So that should be completely avoided, G. Assalamu alaikum, Mufti. Is it permissible to wear green cross sandals? Green cross. So people must be very, very careful that some of these green cross sandals and slippers and shoes are actually made out of pig skin. So before doing your purchase, you have to investigate, you have to ascertain, you have to ask and inquire. Normally, there's a little brochure coming with that uh, or a tag on there that will say that it is either from a normal skin, a hide, or it is made from pig skin. So those uh, that are made of pig skin, so it's not permissible for Muslims that uh, they benefit from anything of the pig, especially the skin also. So that is not permissible to wear. It's not halal for you to purchase. Also, find a suitable alternative, G. Assalamu alaikum, uh, Chef and Mufti. Can a person stand and urinate in a dirty public toilet? Astaghfirullah, Mufti. Yes, uh, so uh, when a person goes to a public toilet, see, it's not always it will find a clean toilet. So what Rasulullah did is that once he went to Subhat Takom, you know, a dump that uh, most probably resembles a dirty toilet like how we have today. So if you're unable to clean that, then it is permissible for you to stand and urinate because urination is something that you have to do. It is, there's no uh, other option for you. You can't injure and harm yourself. So if you're unable to clean the toilet, then you are allowed to stand and urinate as it comes in that uh, one hadith that I've mentioned now when Rasulullah went to a dump and uh, the narrator recalls that Rasulullah was standing and urinating. The reason for that shafat is because uh, there was a fault in other things on that particular rubbish dump, you know, and a person's clothes can be soiled uh, if he has to sit down there. So because of that, uh, there's great wisdom in that also. But a person should not make a habit of standing and urinating G. What is the compensation or monetary value for breaking an oath? For breaking an oath, uh, you have to feed 10 people twice a day. So you have to give them two meals twice a day uh, for 10 days. Uh, and then if you cannot do that, you have to buy uh, them clothes and give them clothes. And if you're unable to do that, then you have to fast for three days. So uh, those are the basically what you have to do. And uh, if you are giving uh, uh, or paying uh, your kafara, then you have to pay what the fitra amount is due. So it will be like 20, 30 rand. Uh, that is the monetary value. So you have to calculate 10 people and uh, calculate that money. And then you can give that in monetary value as well. So if you're unable to do all of that, Shabbat, then fasting for three days consecutively. Uh, Saudi permits uh, females to go for Umrah without a Muharram. Uh, can a Hanafi female go without a Muharram, uh, Mufti Saab? Saudi nowadays permitting many things and everything and anything also. So nothing new in that. So we have to uh, be true to our religion, be true to our Islam, you know. So for Hanafi females, it is not permissible for them to travel without a mahram more than the traveling distance, which is a 78, 79 kilometers. Uh, she uh, should refrain from that. You know, you're supposed to go on a spiritual journey, and here you are embarking on a journey out of, uh, you know, going there and uh, committing sin at the same time. So rather wait until a mahram becomes available before you embark on your Umrah journey, G.
Yeah, dire warning from our Mufti Ibrahim Smith there. Can a shop owner offer lower prices uh, to regular customers whilst excluding others? You can. Those people who are supporting you frequently, you can offer them a lower price. There's nothing wrong in that. You are the shop uh, owner, you are the shopkeeper, so you can offer them a uh, discount and then you can exclude others from that as well. There's no harm and no sin in that also, G. Uh, Mufti Saab, is there any uh, virtue in reciting Surah Yasin, especially to ease uh, difficulties? When one is in difficulty, then it is very good to read the Quran, and more so, it is very good to read Surah Yasin also, especially after Fajr. I think we spoke about it sometime last week as well, Shabbat, if you can recall, because Rasulullah mentioned in one hadith, you know, and uh, in the commentary of that hadith also, it is mentioned that uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala takes care of a person's need. And in the commentary, it is mentioned that uh, the person's need in this world and a person's need in the year after. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will bring about ease for the reciter in this life. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will bring ease, comfort and peace also for that person in the next life. So we should make it a habit that immediately after Fajr Salah, in fact, if we can memorize it, memorize it also, but make it a habit to read Surah Yasin. Allah will not only make it easier for you, but Allah will protect you also, inshallah. Mufti, please give some clarity on nutmeg usage. I remember you spoke about it in the past, Mufti. Yes, we spoke about it. I can't remember when, but uh, nutmeg shafat, if it, it is only permissible if used in small quantities. If you use it uh, more than that, then it becomes an intoxicant. It actually makes you goof. So it is some sort of drug also, you know. So sometimes it milk tart and all those puddings and pies, people just take the nutmeg and uh, they grate it on there. So too much of that can intoxicate as well. So our fuqaha, our jurors, they have ruled it is permissible in small quantities, but it is not permissible when it induces intoxication, G. Hey, brother, don't get ideas, eh? Don't get <laughs> ideas when you make the bread pudding. Yeah, just a little bit. Yeah. What? The whole nutmeg, Mufti. Why? You no, you can't. Bread? Yeah, you reckon. You can't goof. get the eye. When you heard <laughs> Goof, you reckon he's going to go for the whole nutmeg, Mufti. <laughs> you can't get eye from uh, the using spices, you know. So uh, we have to avoid these type of things. Yeah, Yusuf is a dangerous one. That yeah, I better don't keep nutmeg at home, Mufti Sam. Yes, if you, if there's other things, uh, you know, there's cinnamon also, which is a very good substitute. Uh, it is also uh, from the bark of a particular tree, so a person can use that as well. It looks similar in color, and it has a very distinctive uh, flavor as well, and it reduces cholesterol. So cinnamon is a very good alternative. G. I got some of those powders. I put my chai in the mix, cinnamon, and you got that ilachi and so forth. Hey, like a flavor, Mufti Saab. Uh, moving on here, says uh, Mufti Saab, it is said uh, that the King Charles is a closet Muslim. We are getting so juaks and excited about him. Is, uh, is the Ummah correct in assuming that he will be sympathetic to us? Because he's also read, uh, he's learned to read the Quran in Arabic. What a king. Hey, <laughs> uh, king of fools, yes. King of fools. Unless yeah. and until he proclaims his Islam openly, we shouldn't fall for all uh, these type of stories. You know, people become so emotional because uh, Charles 
uh, is some sympathy towards uh, Islam and the Muslims. They don't care about other Muslims who are struggling, people who, who have already embraced Islam also. They, they don't care about, but they're caring about the, this monarch there who was appointed a few days ago, who most probably couldn't wait that his mother should pass away to inherit all the jewels and the money. So uh, if he's sympathetic towards Islam, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has used other people in the past also uh, to be sympathetic towards Islam. And uh, towards the Muslims, you know. So uh, don't be fooled by all these things and uh, uh, what is happening on social media because these things normally spread on social media. And uh, when this happens, then people become so attached and uh, they become captured through all of this, you know. So that is not our way. Proclaim your Islam openly. But other than that, we know that our kufru millatun wahida, that kufr is one religion, irrespective of how sympathetic they are towards Muslims. Absolutely, and uh, there's some uh, media houses, some very big media houses that are questioning him, and they're saying, you know, they, uh, because on the other hand, uh, you know, uh, Britain is a racist country, Britain uh, is an Islamophobic uh, country, and perhaps, uh, uh, you know, uh, King Charles uh, wanted the Arab bucks, and uh, this is why he learned Arabic and all the like. <laughs> <laughs> take my bag and go <laughs> I mean Allahu Allah Mufti Saab looking at uh, this question says uh, Mufti Saab I uh, really enjoy the Q&A with you and uh, Brother Shafat and Jazakallah Khair to uh, Sirius FM I want to know from uh, Mufti Saab we keep on fasting uh, Mondays and Thursdays and we also keep uh, the middle fast also Mufti Saab uh, there are certain groups uh, that are telling us that fasting is not compulsory only in Ramadan. Why are you wasting your time? Mufti Saab, this is becoming so uh, so common these days. Mufti, your, your, your response to that? There will be shayateen amongst uh, our humankind, amongst the Muslims who will be discouraging people and dissuading them from fasting. Fasting is such a great sunnah and it is extremely, extremely uh, important uh, nutritional and uh, physical uh, qualities when a person engages in fasting, you know, that your body sort of detox, your metabolism uh, stabilizes, your blood sugar, all of these things uh, are associated with fasting. And Rasulullah... I hope uh, we... Uh, Mufti, I hope we haven't lost a Mufti there. Because, uh, I can't hear him this end. Mufti, are you still there? Okay, it seems like uh, we have... Of our uh, fitna in fasad, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will reward you immensely, inshallah. Uh, Jazakallah, Mufti, I couldn't hear you for a few seconds, but alhamdulillah, absolutely brilliant. Uh, perhaps your parting words before I let you go? Allah, Allah, make it easy for us and for the Ummah Shafat. You know, there's uh, people from Taiwan who said, I must give you uh, special salams in listening to this program all the way from Taiwan. So Allah bless and protect and assist all of our Muslims across the globe. Jazakumullah khairan. As-salamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. Wa alaykum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And brothers in uh, Taiwan, we embrace you, we celebrate you. And inshallah, Allah keep you and uh, keep on enjoying uh, Sirius FM. And the quick fire Q&A. Also, people, don't forget the fate, the fate of the MSA, UJC campus and the CPF fate taking place this Saturday, 24th September 2022, 10 a.m. to late. Benoni Muslim Schools, 7 Chat Street, Mackenzie Park, food, drinks, uh, what else you get? The clothing, stalls, kiddies, activities, booking uh, or your booking or inquiries. Uh, contact uh, Rais on 083. Three six five oh five seven nine or Muhammad Muhammad on oh seven eight 